0: Why do we sound so good? Because we're at Dead Aunt Thelma's studio and Mike Moore is engineering for us. Thanks, Dead Aunt Thelma's. Thanks, Mike. Hey, everybody. I'm Susanna Mars and welcome to Adventures in Artslandia. It is such a delight today to be able to speak to two dear friends and two sublime actresses in Portland, Sharon Lee McLean and Gretchen Corbett. Thank you so much for coming today.
1: Thank
2: you.
0: Happy to be here. (laughs) You guys are going to be doing an incredible show at Portland Center Stage called Breath of Life, written by David Hare. Now, Gretchen, you brought the play initially. Is that right? Well, um, I I think uh, maybe, uh, but it was a lot of years ago. It was like five or six
2: years ago that um, I handed it to Cynthia Furman, who's the managing director at Portland Center Stage. And they all read it, and apparently... Unbeknownst to us, it has been on the list every year and it's, and it's fallen off every year until mm-hmm. this last year. I had no idea. Not, neither of us really knew that until, um, until we got asked to do it, which was what? But but uh, the, the two of us um, did sit in my kitchen and read the play mm-hmm. uh, five, six years
0: ago. What were your first thoughts about it, Sharon Lee?
2: It's
1: hard.
0: It looks hard. <laughs> it is. Now, it's and hard. I, It's cool, <laughs> actually, to say that because I've, I've come across this several times in interviews. So many people say about our work, hmm. you look like you're having such a good time. <laughs> and I've been on stage with you, and I've had a freaking great time. do too. You know, you. and it's just, but it's also, it's a job, and it's hard work. And this play in particular is extremely long. It's a two-person play. It requires incredible attention to detail and focus and discipline. So how do you start? I mean, you've got a month until you begin rehearsal. How are you beginning your process?
1: I'm actually starting today that I'll take 20 pages at a time. Mm -hmm. And we've had opportunities to meet uh, a few times and um, read uh, the play, just read it. Uh, First, the first act, and then we'd come back and read the second act. And then we'd do our own discussions, and then we went with our director, and we did a read-through with him, and, um, oh, he got kind of excited about the whole thing, so that (laughs) kind of spurred Gretchen and myself on. Who's Uh, your director? Ken, Ken, and I keep... Russ Schmoll. Russ, yes. Ken Russ Schmoll. Yeah, sorry. He's awesome. Yeah, he's lovely. He's done a lot of Jaws. Mm-hmm. This will be um, his first um, uh, full production on stage uh, in a season. At so, Portland Center Stage. At Portland Center mm-hmm. Stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is
2: very exciting. He's done a, a lot of shows in New York mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah.
0: on the East Coast. Oh, he's from exciting. New York. Um, Always fun to get a, a new infusion of enthusiasm and expertise. No question. He's really exciting. Every show that I've seen
2: that he's directed at Jaw anyway, mm-hmm. which is... Uh, he. he he actually makes the performance, the production, better than the play. From, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. We really did good.
1: Middletown. We did Middletown. He directed Middletown with Ty Burrell mm. and oh, uh, nice.
0: Jaw. Mm-hmm.
2: It was really interesting. And he did the really? New York production of that, too. He did, yeah. yes, that's and right. And got an Obie, I think.
0: Huh. How that's, does yeah. he go about his process? I know people who don't do theater don't know how a director really approaches oh. pieces. I've been directed by you, Gretchen. I mean, and it's interesting. You start working... And the director's another person in the room bringing their knowledge and thought process. Sure. Well, my
1: experience with him, he's he's quiet. Mm -hmm. He's calm. He allows you to play... As much as you want to, and then he starts to mold you. Then mm-hmm. there's a quiet molding that goes on, mm-hmm. and um, he speaks to you quietly uh, and just suggests certain things, and then you go with it. Mm. And he keeps he keeps the molding process going, but he allows you to be you and your interpretation of the role, unless his vi- you're not meeting his vision. Mm-hmm. Y- you know what I mean? Because he's yeah. now had a, a while to think about things and f- and see things clearly of what he wants the show to be. My understanding from Gretchen is that the set is like really beautiful,
3: mm.
1: and it's kind of what uh, Gretchen and I envisioned when we were reading the play. We mm-hmm. got really excited, said, "Oh, and there's a window bay, and then there's the oh, and then the sun comes in, and oh, we could see the ocean, and oh, <laughs> we'd be wearing pastel colors, and then it's kind of <laughs> like we'll probably have none of those things." But we had fun uh, imagining ourselves
2: uh, in these characters.
0: Where does the play take place?
2: On the Isle of Wight, mm. at, at, on my, uh, well, my flat. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's British, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so o- overlooking
0: the ocean, uh, the sea. And just um, so everyone knows, it's written by David Hare. yeah. And I was talking to Gretchen earlier about this. It's an interesting time now where we're really questioning ourselves in regard to who is writing the material that we are doing as women in particular, I think. And I wondered if you had feelings. I mean, David Hare is a very famous and very accomplished playwright writing about women's experiences and in particular in this play about infidelity and some of the old stereotypes about marriage and affairs and so on. Do you guys have feelings about doing a play about women by a man? I I had some
2: feelings about it, I think, before I read the play. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, because I don't think that this play is about a man. I think it's about the women. Mm-hmm. And he is such a spectacular writer. Mm-hmm. It is like doing Shakespeare or Chekhov. I mean, it is careful the way he chooses his words. Oh, this word goes at the front of the sentence instead of the end of the sentence. And you go, oh, that's why. That mm. makes a lot more sense when he does it like that. Mm. He is, he's a spectacular writer, and mm. that you get that opportunity to, to work with a really accomplished writer as an actor is um,
0: such, such a privilege. Yes. Um, and Judy Dench and Maggie Smith played these roles Indeed in 2002. They <laughs> uh.
2: Indeed they did. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, we're different people, of course. I, I, I went through the play by myself uh, not too long ago, pretending that I was Maggie Smith, and mm. I'm, I'm like, well, I could do it that way, <laughs> but then I'm just doing Maggie, you know? Right. And instead of sort of how, how this character comes through me. mm mm-hmm. um, Different. I, I mean, I wish I were her, but oh well. Um.
0: <laughs> Describe the story and what intrigued you about the story when you first read it. Well, it's very quiet for one thing.
1: So the challenge is to be as interesting as possible without doing anything. Hmm. And that is extraordinary and frightening at the same time. But I think the way the play is written is you really need to listen to all the words, but in a different way. It's a huge, it's a, it, it, we want to involve you in, the, in those relationships and then to identify with them if you identify them because we all, in one shape or one degree to another, uh, we've all had these types, not that exact experience, but we've all had certain relationships that would that you could uh, uh, feel comfortable with going, oh, wait, that happened to my aunt, or that, oh, wait, that happened to me, yeah. or there's a similar in, uh, situation. Because there's a, mar-
0: there's a marriage that's been, uh, the man has had an affair, but then both carts are upset. Well, Is that giving away too much? W- yeah. <laughs> I, 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 oh, well, I, I yeah, don't know.
2: Yeah, see, for me, you guys talk then. I, uh, yeah, I don't want to... I, I don't know. Uh, I I I th- I think, yes, I, I mean, sh- we have never uh, essentially gotten to know each other at all. Mm-hmm. We met very cursorily years ago, um, and... Uh, she arrives at my doorstep, which is uh, a number of miles and across a large uh, piece of water um, to my apartment. She came on purpose. She did come and pr- come on purpose, and I don't know what the purpose is. What's interesting is that, that her character is, uh, uh, she's a popular novelist, mm-hmm. um, and my character is a scientist. Mm. and, um, never the twain shall meet, Mm. um, and I'm what's known as a difficult person, and that's probably true in life, and she's what's known as a nice person, which is also true in life, um, (laughs) and, uh, there we are. Um, I think the feeling, I think, uh, for
1: me that in reading, like you asked, Mm -hmm. um, I think, uh, um, I, I, I'm hoping that people will wonder about the ending. What will happen after everybody gets out of their seats and goes home? What happens to these two women? Mm. What will I mean? Uh, you know what I mean? Well, anyway, that's all I'm gonna. That's uh, I'm done talking on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: hope not. I'm kidding. And, I'm kidding. and, and I'm kidding. yes, there
2: was. Uh, and yes, there is one man between them. Right. Yeah. Yes. B- yes. But I, th- I think, it, yes, yeah. Yeah.
1: But I think friendship in the most unlikely places, you know, will they or won't they, kind of thing. So,
0: well, it's so fascinating. I think to be wronged, or as, that's the word I put to it, which some might not agree with, in to have an affair take place in when you're in a committed relationship. The word revenge, you know, might come up. Uh, you know, and and and. Those types of hurts, there are many, many ways to heal them Mm -hmm. and to, to walk through those types of humiliations. And certainly as you get older, everyone has experienced humiliations, not necessarily relational, and sometimes they are. But I think it's pretty fascinating to think about these two women navigating... Now, yes, that that's, type of emotional depth. Yes, that's
1: exactly
0: what the, and I think that's what Mr. Hare
1: really, really, the writing, he just really beautifully, the waves of conversation and uh, whole, and because it's Brit, you know, to hold, to contain that and yet allow your audience to know exactly what's going on on the inside. Mm. So it's a it's a big it's a it's a cho- it's a challenge.
0: It's a really great point too because the British way <sighs> of being, yeah. Like, it's really not our cultural way.
1: Yeah. No. So mm.
0: you're going to be exploring this as American actresses.
1: Mm. How does yes. that? But mm. it's human. And so, like Gretchen was saying, whoever plays these roles brings a part of themselves, whether whether you're in that, that uh, in that uh, country or not. Mm. Do you
0: you know what I mean? Mm. Uh, yes, there is a style with which, but it's also human. It's exciting when I think about Judy Dench and Maggie Smith doing these roles, that you two are both beloved actresses in our community, and to be able to see you, everyone, you know, people who see theater know who you are, and they've seen you do many, many things. Is that, is, what is it about these two characters, do you think, that you have, are bringing, that you haven't brought before? I don't know
2: yet. Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know what that is yet.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: We've worked together before. Mm-hmm. We did, uh, yes. Um, we played lovers. Yes. Um... Uh, with in a, Josh, with yeah, Josh Weinstein. Yeah. Um, uh, um, Bi- so body awareness. Mm. We did body
1: awareness together at Coho.
2: Yeah. Uh,
0: so we know each other pretty well. Mm-hmm. You know, the artistic relationship is so interesting to me, and especially when you, out over the years, working in town as long as we all have, mm. you enter the room with lots of people, many of whom you really have known a long time. And it's such an interesting opportunity to deepen your relationship at a really deep uh, deep level because you have the trust that you have to have with each other mm-hmm. in a play of this size. Mm-hmm. The ability to look to each other for help and to be mm-hmm. vulnerable enough to go full out. And how does that feel? And mess up? Uh, well, uh, ask us in a
2: month. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we're really good at that, though. Mm -hmm.
1: I think we pay a lot of attention to each other Mm -hmm. when we do work
2: together we do look to each other for stuff Mm -hmm. yeah that's true Mm -hmm. I mean Sharon Lee it's it's interesting I mean is the most present actor I've almost ever worked with yeah I mean no um, and I
0: would have to agree because it's, it's a whole different ball game when you look at someone and you're like this is really happening. She, she's here right now. This is it. <laughs> We're doing this. Oh dear! Well,
1: yeah. No,
0: it's a real. It's a real you testament can. to the beauty that you bring as an actor and as a person to work. Well, that's no, true.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: No. Well, I'm looking at the both of you, and
1: uh, <laughs> you know, it's pretty. I mean, it's outstanding. It is part. I am. Sitting with two people that work, uh, and will continually work, and and people when they hear your names mentioned in a production, that is a draw right there because they know what they are going to see is always going to be good, and I think that's a testimony to both your work and who you are, mm. and 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 that a list of. People that you know, we are—we're all learning all the time from each other. Yeah. But there are some teachers that walk in the room, you know what I mean. And there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that. It's a great thing, you know. So I'm—I'm I'm also very humbled to be around when you guys mm-hmm. come in the room.
0: It kind of brings me to the point I've been thinking about a lot about the value of art and what it is that we are doing, you know, in our communities, making art and and how we can continue to remind our community we're all making our living as artists mm-hmm. and lots of people are attempting to do that and of course there's varying degrees of making a living but i was just reminded this i'm i believe that there's going to have to be some continuing um examination and a shaking of the bedrock of how we value artists in our community and that that the work that people are doing in that in the field is valuable, and how to enable people to continue to do it.
2: What What are you saying? That we're, we're, well, get, we're getting marginalized as artists? Is that what you're...
0: I think, for instance, people not realizing how many actors are not able to make a living wage, hmm. or able to, um, or how corporate America, and even in our city how people can start to support art to enrich our culture as a whole. Crazy work ethic, our American work ethic that kind of pushes work of an artistic uh, bent. Wow. Well, don't See, you think that that
2: art, if you will, mm-hmm, theater, mm-hmm. Um, is how we learn about each other? Um, yeah. I mean, uh, that that's the most... The deepest and the most poignant way mm-hmm. of of getting through the world to me, anyway. I mean, well, it feels when like I was, we're all, Oh, go ahead. When I was a little little girl, mm-hmm. I mean, I I saw Hamlet mm-hmm. uh, in Ashland, um, and I stayed up all night long, mm. and it was like I understood something about him being me, mm. um, and. Uh, anyway, I, that that just to to me the the art form of theater I love it also because it's ephemeral because it's happening right now, mm-hmm. just like life mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and yet it is crafted in order to take you to another level of understanding about humanity
0: right. so how can we encourage? people, I mean, for instance, what if, you know, every firm in Portland said, I'm, we're going to take every single member of our business to see the symphony or a play. And then that's going to be a part of our corporate culture, like to, in, to integrate the arts culture into. our." I would buy all their products then yeah, if they would too. do that. <laughs> it's a really good idea.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, I, 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 I may not be seeing it correctly, but I, I think there's so much more. We're talking about live stage, mm-hmm. there is so much more of it going on. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, it, my goodness, so many, th- in the last 10 years, so many new theaters have mm. sprouted, mm-hmm. so many. Um, and I think in when it's did you're right, but they are thriving for how they're doing it. I whatever means or but they're g- somehow getting audiences, somehow mm-hmm. getting money. So people are going to these lovely theaters. Now it's now the, the competition between the theaters is how to get the audiences. You can't force someone to see 12 plays in one week. Right. You know what I mean? So now it's, I understand you want the population to visit all these lovely theaters,
3: mm-hmm.
1: um, but I think they're going Hmm. I think people are attending theater. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you want to start with the younger generation, the schools, you know, it's always been a lovely thing. School programs come and see, mm-hmm. lovely shows. Um and I think because of di- the diversity is becoming or has become uh, very equal, in my mind, very equal, that now you're getting all different kinds of cultures to come and visit mm-hmm. and learn and um, uh, and experience and grow and learn, like Gretchen was saying, learn about history. I just got there doing No Candy, mm. and it was a whole revelation about uh, Bosnia, and uh, you know, and there were a lot of people in the community that lived through that. That actually came to see the show, mm. and normally they would have not probably ventured out to come see a show.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, a, mm-hmm.
1: you know, not necessarily Portland Playhouse, but at any theater. So that was extraordinary. Right. It was extraordinary.
0: Mm.
2: <laughs> but I think what's different uh, about this play is that it's so personal so that it isn't so much a history lesson, which is awesome mm-hmm. also to learn about the Bosnian war and all, but that this is, that this is about, uh, human, uh, uh, contact, well, or? human contact, human, <laughs> well, uh, how we grow and how we grow.
1: For me, it's the process of letting go. These two, these two people, don't, don't even think of it men or women. It's just people that are, that the one person starts the ball rolling of letting go. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Understanding, uh, having enough guts to come in and ask the questions and get the answers and then have to answer her own questions. Uh, from questions to her answer her own things and mm. by that the 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 change the crossover of moving on with life just move on mm. you know which I, most people mm. a lot of people especially in relationships do not do they mm. say they do but they don't
0: really right not really Well, it's interesting, too, because plays bring up, obviously, there's going to be a conflict and so lots of trauma. And, of course, so many of the diverse stories now we're telling really bring up a lot of historic trauma, as No Candy did and other plays that are similar. It's really rocking our emotional. I think as a culture, we like the idea of being kind of emotionally strong or kind of (laughs) solid. (laughs) But the reality of as all these stories are being told, it's really kind of really... uh, Kind of loosening things up. That's my hope, at least, yeah. that people like the compassionate piece will come in as part of it. Yes, this will be a, uh, a. This is ju- this is
1: about relationships. So, it's it it eases a little bit. It just goes
2: into the human condition of who we are as people. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's so- also uh, It's also uh, about. Um, I mean, as I said earlier, that that. My character is a, a research scientist, mm-hmm. and she really has no trek with n- novels, with things that are made up, mm. made up stories. Right. So that, so there's right. real there's a real conflict in in understanding humanity through those that lens mm-hmm. that he had, that David Hare is dealing with, and it's
0: really interesting to me. Do you think David Hare belo- be- believes in monogamy?
2: Oh, I have no idea what David Hare believes in. I'm just curious um,
0: because it seems as though these two women that this man, not David Hare, of course, the the, the gentleman who's been is, in relational wishes, you know, with right. two... <laughs> I mean, are, the women are on the outside very different, as you say. You know, she makes right. up worlds. Sure. You're de- dealing in the factual world of science or yeah. as factual science gets, which is also debatable. But, um, you know... Well, she, it's her, interesting. Her field
2: is provenance. She seeks the the origin of
0: things. Mm. Um, oh, it's so fascinating. Yeah, it's really interesting. Cuz uh, all um, as we're talking about it just it it feels on the outside as though the women would be not believers in the same types of things, but then as you keep going, it kind of becomes one
1: yes it does
0: mm.
1: yeah that it really does and that's and uh, it takes a while for us to catch on mm. do you know what I mean and then it's decision making and okay, now going on with life what hap what will happen there how do you heal or or we're already healing mm. do you know I, you know what I, uh, there's a lot of discoveries that we make about each other which is like huh oh <laughs> you know uh <laughs> And also, too, it's very, I mean, this is going to sound, but what did he, I mean, was she, how was the sex with all of that? What was that like? (laughs) You know, I mean, what couldn't I, I mean, then it gets down to the basic things, because I have lots of times to, like, look at her. Mm. Yeah, she's pretty good looking, but, I mean... What was it? What did she say? What did she do? Mm. You know, it's so, it's the basic things that run through multitasking in your mind as you're saying these lines. Mm.
2: Y- you know? It's also it's, really
0: funny. He's,
2: uh, he's it a, is. He's, he's pretty funny. Mm. Um, he's a pretty funny, smart playwright.
0: Yeah. yeah, it's so great, too, because obviously it's a two-act play. With two people, there's a lot of talking and right nowadays people aren't really talking to each other in person that much. That's, well, that's true. a good point. Yep.
1: Yep. Yep. Wow. We don't have
0: phones. <laughs> <laughs> that's a really good point. I mean, how many times nowadays do we walk over to someone's house and say let's have a cup of tea? <gasps> I do it quite a bit actually. Well, I've got to get on board. Yeah. That's how I keep oh, I up with keep my girlfriends. Up. Yeah. I have I
2: I have coffee or I have a cup of tea. Yeah. Um, it's, I don't make coffee at home, so I like to go have coffee. Uh, it's fun.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't do that. I'm a homebody. <laughs> because you have an adorable dog. No, I do. That you're <gasps> hanging with. Oh, I'm sorry. I brought it up.
1: Audrey Tinkerbell. <laughs> yeah, she is. Oh, my God. Talk about humanity.
2: Well, anyway. Yes. Well, I'm, so, I'm a homebody, too, but I do go see my girlfriends. That's okay.
0: true. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> well already okay. you're starting the Yeah.
2: Yeah. My character uh, she says she's happy among books. Books are easier than people. So true. Yeah. You can put a book down and you don't hurt its feelings. <laughs> that would be actually kinda of
0: fun to just tell your friends, I'm gonna treat everyone like books, so if I get a little annoyed I'm gonna say, I'm gonna put you down for a half an hour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't be offended. Right. No nothing personal. That's good. That's good. That's good. You're you're an avid are you an avid reader? Mm, I'm a I'm a pretty good reader. I all of a sudden I get a hunk of time and I think, "Oh, I haven't read a good book." And then I start diving in and figuring out new things to read. And oh, of course cuz my both my girls, you know, want books to read and so uh Yeah, I'm I'm reading this book by a woman named Lionel Shriver right now called Property, and it's two novellas with short stories in between, and they're all about in some way, shape, or form property. Hmm. Oh, really fun emotional property, tangible property. They run the gamut, and she I don't know much about her. I'd heard about it on NPR, and she lives part time in the U.S. and part time in England, and. I could, her writing reflects that and hmm. I love it. Wow. Her I've vocabulary.
2: Gotten into, I've gotten into listening to uh, Audible books. It's fun, right? And oh my gosh. Uh, and I, I started uh, Michelle Obama's book because a friend said, no, you have to listen to her do it. And I started it and I started crying oh. already. And I'm going, I can't do this today. Oh. I mean, just hearing her voice and the intimacy mm. that uh, she writes from, mm. I just was like, oh, uh, I, I I can't do that before I go. I'll have mascara oh. all over my. Oh, God. It's funny because we're
0: doing a driving trip next week, and we're gonna put we're gonna listen to. You gonna listen? You all? Oh, lucky excited! You guys, yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. What are you reading?
1: I don't read. I'm visual. So what are you looking at? <laughs> what I look at that I can't forget is the favorite.
0: Oh, oh, the yeah, favorite. Brilliant. Oh my. <laughs> brilliant
1: piece of work. I can't get over it. And of course, I wrote on Facebook that now my famous, and my favorite actor right now is Olivia.
0: Oh, Colin.
1: Uh, Oh yeah. Oh my God. I, I can't, the whole every. Oh, see, I'm stuttering. <laughs> the whole thing was brilliant, but oh, she God. was dirty, ugly, nasty, homely pathetic, rude, and I loved every minute of it. Yeah. I loved her. She acted like a 10-year-old child. You wanted to slap her, <laughs> and she was queen.
0: <laughs> and she, you know, thinking, can you make any decisions at all? It was really interesting because that <laughs> film, as they were talking about it, and, and everyone talks about her, in her performance is amazing, the piece that often gets missed was how much grief she was in because she had lost 20 children, I believe. Oh, my God. Or in the teens, in the high teens. When you start reading about her history, and I was so fascinated because it was a film about these women and this one piece of the puzzle, which to my mind was epic, and that, in fact, I think two or three of the children were toddlers when they died. Many, many miscarriages. I think it was over 18. Wow. And and then her husband died, and she was... (sighs) Absolutely. The grief piece, it just blew my yeah. socks off. Yeah. Yes, but that's the bunnies. Those are the yes, bunnies. Yeah. right. Which yeah. the
1: ending is such incredible. I've never seen it. It's, it. Oh, my gosh. The ending was brilliant. Mm-hmm. And there's one thing where it's about two minutes where there's no the camera, just great camera, mm. just closest of these two women. Mm. But it speaks volumes of what's going to happen in the next few minutes. It's extraordinary. Yes. But the little, the bunnies... Volumes mm. speak volumes in this film.
0: Well, that's a great film to bring up also because this uh, these two women, yes, and their incredible, uh, you know, sword fighting, mental, yes, <laughs> and similarly revenge, wanting something, and and women's ability to get things or not, you know, they're very much alike. Kind of resonates in your piece mm. to some degree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, anyway, yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean it's it's well, and it's another kind of weird place that we're in as women, I think, where we've been taught that competition is important between women for who knows what reason, you know, and in fact, Olivia, my, you guys both know my daughter, who is a runner, and um I'm so fascinated by the fact that the that women athletes they're not given tools. And I don't know if actresses are either. I mean, we compete at a high level for jobs, as do athletes for winning and so forth. But the idea that that there's a limited amount of stuff for everybody, it's kind of an idea that keeps us head to head versus Hmm. helping us open each other up and help each other. And knowing that there's enough for everybody and like that greater good, you know, because those two women she really wanted to rise up and have a life that she wasn't able to have. And yes. and she thought the only way to get it was to, to go for it in that way.
1: Yes. Well, they're both brilliant. I mean, they're both incredibly strong, very much alike. Mm-hmm. Uh, their wants and their needs are, are profound. Both of them. Mm-hmm. uh, uh are you talking I movie don't like, or play? I was talking about the the movie, mm-hmm. but I think that it's very dangerous for women in in the arts to be competitive with each other. It's not a healthy thing. It's not good. I don't particularly care for it. Mm-hmm. If I find myself in a situation, I will leave it because I don't. Uh, I I want to. I just want everybody to be happy. <laughs> Want everybody to be happy and get Mm -hmm. along, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And I don't believe it's it's uh, it's hard. The competition in looking for work or having work is hard enough, Mm -hmm. and so the rest of it is um, something that that you have to learn to get over, to get over and and open those doors for knowledge and experience and don't close yourself off from the work because your mind is thinking too much about the the other people, mm-hmm. you know, uh,
0: so I, uh, that's dangerous. So these two women in the play, do they uh, make a shift in how they perceive this other human being who kind of infringes on their ability to be happy in the world? I
2: don't know I don't know if that last statement's true
3: mm-hmm.
2: uh uh if she infringes on my happiness mm-hmm. I'm not sure that that's true mm-hmm. um does the relationship change in the space of the play yes and more is revealed about my character in there are four scenes two acts uh but four scenes I I definitely see see a change
0: mm. um that must mm-hmm. be fun to chart as an actor i think it's really interesting yeah it's really you got interesting
2: the whole breadth of a play that's yeah.
0: really cool
2: yeah it's really interesting i mean that's a lot of what our our rehearsal period will be about mm-hmm. you know is making those choices mm-hmm. yeah because um, my character doesn't leave she stays yep there's plenty
1: of opportunities to get up and walk out the door right and i don't so that's very interesting on why that doesn't happen,
2: and I don't kick her out, yeah, so it's mm. yeah mm. uh yeah it's uh it's it's funny, dynamic uh um and moving, mm. i think ultimately moving play yeah. Yeah, I it think that probably people should know about you, Susanna, that you don't wear shoes when you're interviewing people. It's <laughs> you're barefoot. Yeah, that's even... my big secret. Oh, and it's the middle of the winter. Uh, oh. it, um, it's just like I just like to feel here. things
0: with my feet.
2: I get it. I totally get it. It is really charming. <laughs> <Thank
1: you>. um, <laughs> and her little toes are red. They're very pretty. nail beds <laughs> on her hands are
0: red-ish. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so here's just three fun questions to ask you for fun to wrap this up. It's been really fun to talk about. I love plays so much, and it's <laughs> exciting to see two women who I enjoy watching so much have an, a, such a meaty piece to work on together. It's really exciting. Happy for you guys. Thank you. So, describe the perfect ending to a stressful day. Okay. All right. I park the car, get
1: out of the car, <laughs> I go upstairs. I walk in the door. Audrey Tinkerbell is crying, talking. I pick her up. I go into the bathroom. She sits on my lap. I pee. I get up. I come out. I say, "Why don't go for a walk? Go for a walk." She starts jumping around again. Oh. I put on her leash, and then wait. We go outside, and then the cold air hits our faces. And then I'm home. Mm.
0: Okay, oh. Gretchen,
2: your turn. <laughs> um, uh, after a stressful day, uh, a big mug of peppermint tea, mm. in, the, uh,
0: in bed, with a good book. That's, so um, what are you reading now, we have to ask? Well, well. well you were listening to Michelle. M- Michelle, what have I, what have I, I've
2: got. I'm one of those people that has, like, a stack like this. Oh, uh, me too, by the bed. Uh, by the bed. Did you, know, you read The Female
0: and, Persuasion by um, Meg Wolitzer? Nope. Just curious.
2: Nope. Yeah. Lots of good things to read, for heaven's oh, sakes. I, oh, and I just read a junker. Hmm. <clears throat> I, did, I I call them junkers, you know, That's when perfect. you read junkers. Yeah. I just read The Red Sparrow. It got such bad notices for oh. the film that I thought, oh, I'll just read it then. <laughs> A junker, yeah. You no, know, you started, fun, yeah. Fun.
0: Put um, it aside, yeah. Exactly, you know. So, what makes you guys laugh, Sharon Lee?
1: <laughs> 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 no, <laughs> <laughs> I get made fun of, of a lot. So that's okay. Made fun uh, of? Yeah. Oh my lord! Wait, that's what just... makes me laugh? Okay, uh, okay, wait, okay. I love, there's a channel on TV that's called, and it's really just for, it's for the younger generations, but it's, the channel is TBD. And I'm telling you, it is so funny because it's videos of people running into things. Oh my. And I'm telling you, uh, it's so funny. It's so funny. And I laugh out loud all by myself.
0: Oh, see now, running into things really makes me laugh because there was a thing on Saturday Night Live recently where they did this funny thing where if you were to die on the toilet, the toilet seat would eject you and throw you right into bed so you could not have to die on the toilet. And so they they and they said that, you know, they have 80% accuracy. So at the, re- at the end of the commercial, they were launching people toward the bed and sometimes they would miss. And I just... You're going to have to look it up. I just, every time I watch it, I crack up. Okay, that's funny. People being launched through the air and hitting the wall and hitting the bed and they're oh it's it's oh. it's funny. I don't know. I okay, like that
1: you per, that's perfect. It's that's the old funny. it's the
0: Pratt fall, it's the Charlie Chaplin, you know. But buildings. missing the
1: bed, ejected yeah. it and messing the bed. It's funny. That's funny. Yeah, I I really it okay, Gretchen.
2: You no, know, no, I said you. That was enough. That was oh. enough. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't have any more. That was it. That's the that's my high mark. You've got a lot of responsibility um. now. You gotta make Gretchen laugh. <laughs> she does all the time it's not a problem because i say <laughs> things that don't make a lot of sense
2: sometimes <laughs> the, oh, see?
0: see here's the problem they make a lot of sense not it's really. this, this wacky confluence of events it's like this real real-time human authenticity just saying what you, is um, on your mind i dig it yeah it's cool uh-huh. <laughs> so the final question okay what's inspired you lately
1: Oh, wow. I so, no, that's a good, uh, that's a very,
0: what or who? Anything. Does it matter? Nope. It could be a large ant carrying around a very big crumb. Here's, a, here's a quote uh, uh, okay. about faith.
2: Banish worry in favor of complete trust and confidence. Being sure of what you hope for. In spite of seen obstacles. A stronghold and anchor as life unfolds.
0: Hard to explain, but rock solid. I love that. Gave me the chills. I love that. Hard to explain, but rock solid. solid. It's where I think we're headed in such a good way, which is this believing in things being permeable. That's my belief in art. Yeah. Yep. That's
2: that's my church. Art, mm. theater. Mm. Hmm. It's it. the creative process. Yeah, it's beautiful.
1: Yeah. I think sometimes I like when I read posts on Facebook because I like reading about other people mm. a lot. Uh, is when our women friends say, and it's directed by, it's an all woman crew. And it's an all, I mean, I could hear, I can read and lift the words off the page of the feeling of, Oh, and it's the director and it's the, you know, it's the stage manager and it's the designer and it's the box office person and it's the ushers and it's, you know, it's all women. Wow. And, It's for the last year. It's been more
0: of that. Reading more and more and more of that. Mm -hmm. And at Portland Center Stage, you've got a female artistic director now, and a female managing director. It's really exciting stuff. Awesome. Yeah. 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 It's a good time. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I encourage everybody to come see Breath of Life at Portland Center Stage. See Gretchen Corbett. See Sharon Lee McLean. They'll be working on this. Sharon Lee starting today. Yeah, starting today, Uh (laughs) (laughs) uh-oh. Thanks so much for talking to me. Thank you, Susanna. Susanna, Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to Adventures in Artslandia. Download the Artslandia app on iTunes where you're going to find a comprehensive arts calendar that's the best in the West. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Artslandia.